Welcome, everyone, to the second episode of Everything NFL by Debatable Sports. Like the first episode, this segment will be run by myself and Kirk. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. Just got back from grocery shopping, a busy day. Yeah, it's cold today. It's yeah. Dog doesn't want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> I know last time we said we would go over the NF- NFC breakdown, but unfortunately, time has gotten away from us. So we're going to go right to looking into the playoffs, which is coming up next week. We're going to be look- also recapping a little bit um, about the NFL season, some surprises, some really um, big letdowns. Um, but first, we'll talk about one of the kind of moments in the NFL season called, which they refer to as Black Monday, is where all the NFL coaches, um, teams that have a bad year, usually get fired. So this year, the Vikings, Broncos, Dolphins, and Bears all fired the coaches, as well the Jaguars will be looking to replace Urban Meyer as, as they had an interim head coach for the remainder of the year. But I think one of the biggest firings and surprises was Brian Flores, who had back-to-back 500 seasons but missed the playoffs both years with Miami Dolphins. So what are you um, hearing? I know you've talked about a lot, Kirk. Um, does this really surprise you, or is this kind of more expected than people may think? Well, for me, from an outsider looking in, because I'm a Bills fan, it's like, I thought it was kind of shocking, but whenever I hear more about it, like that he just didn't believe in Tua and it just came down to did, does like, is he going to back to a Tagovailoa or is he going to back the coach and the owner chose to back his draft traffic and his quarterback. But also when it comes down to play at the end of the day, Brian Flores is 0 six against the bills. That's the team they're chasing. Like yeah. they have to, it, I understand he's four and two against the Patriots, but that's not the team they're chasing anymore. So. Yeah. I think people look at, um, they, what seven or seven in a row to get them back in a playoff spot, but they started off very slow. Remember they lost that game to Jacksonville. So even though they were in a hot start, I'm sorry, hot streak down the season and they didn't really beat that many good quarterbacks. I understand the firing. I think he's going to be a very sought after coach. I think he's going to be a head coach in the NFL next season, which it seems he already has an interview set up with the bears. And I could see him talking to pretty much most teams looking for a head coach. Um, is there any other kind of coaches that are firing? But all of them are pretty uh, – not really uh, not really any surprises for the remainder of them, in my opinion. I think the only other thing that's kind of surprising is that, like, I don't know why Joe Judge didn't get fired. Yeah, no, 100%. I also thought the Giants are kind of slow with how they do things. They might just bring in the new GM, and then they'll fire Joe Judge when the new GM comes in and replace him at that time. They never said his job was safe or anything. So, I yeah. that, that one was weird. Yeah, well, they ran a sneak play on third and ten when they're four and when they're twelve, which is he the, said it was he said it was to avoid a safety. He said he didn't want yeah. a safety. Like, what I don't know, what are you <laughs> what are you afraid of? That position, like that doesn't impact you at all. So that's I don't <laughs> I think you should be fired. I agree with you. And we'll see what happens. Absolutely. But we'll go into kind of the season recap. We're going to start with the major letdowns of the season so far. I have a major letdown. As you know, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. But I'll let Kirk start off with someone else that um, kind of let us down that we were expecting more from this year. I'll start with the number one. I did a big preseason breakdown, and the team that let me down the most is the Washington football team. Like, I understand they lost their starting quarterback the first week and Fitzpatrick was out, but the defense was horrific. They were terrible. They had the 31st third down percentage in the NFL. This pass rush was supposed to be good at rushing the passer. They have sack numbers, but they're not real sack numbers. They didn't get off the field on third down. They also, as much as you like Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke's not very good. He's pretty inconsistent. 
And that team just sucked. They were really bad. And at the end of the year, they're punching each other on the sidelines, like just a disaster in Washington. Yeah. And that was a year where they probably could have been or should have been involved in the wild card conversation. No, no. I think a lot of people even had them. I think if Dallas, because at the beginning, people didn't know if Dak was going to be healthy or not. I think Washington was a lot of people's choice to win that division. I think when Dak was healthy, I think they might've slipped down, but they were all, they were always in playoff uh, consideration, especially with whatever the last wildcard team, I think was nine and eight was Philly yeah. nine and eight or Philadelphia football team should have been in the cons- uh, conversation with that defense, which like you said, let them down. And I think another big letdown this is kind of from a fantasy perspective was Antonio Gibson. I think early in the year, Ron Rivera said he wanted to use him like Christian McCaffrey. They did not use him like Christian McCaffrey. They no. used McKissick more in the backfield and Gibson, who they thought people thought could be a top five running back, definitely did not live the hype in that regard. No, it was just bad. Everything was bad. And I don't know how much of it comes down to like offensively, how much Taylor Heineke limits the playbook that could be legitimate, but defensively they were terrible and they were supposed to be this great vaunted defense and they were really bad. So that's, that's, they, they stunk and they deservedly were let down. Yeah. Well, I'll go to my next left letdown, which is the biggest letdown in my opinion of the whole year is the Cleveland Browns. I know they had a lot of stuff going on. Baker Mayfield was outstanding a game and a half into the, into the season. And then he got destroyed injury and he was just beyond brutal. He was a bottom five quarterback for the remainder of the year. Um, I'm looking forward to next year to see if that actually was him uh, regressing as much as that, or really was held back by injuries. I do think the play calling was probably impacted a little bit because it was scrutinized a lot. Stefanski didn't seem like he was playing to the team strengths as he did the year before. So we'll see what happens next year. Um, but I think it started with the OB, OBJ drama. That was a brutal start to the year. Then with coupled with the Baker, people had the Cleveland Browns as an AFC North, at least contender, and some people even the favorite, as I did. Try not to use my bias much, but it was to sum it up, it was a very disappointing year. Uh, going to the offseason, they need more offensive playmakers at the wide receiver position. Like you said, watching that Pittsburgh Steeler game, they give nine sacks. And I think that does the offensive line is very good. I think it struggled that game, but it's a lot of the receivers have the inability to actually get separation. The only person like Kirby talked about before is Peoples Jones who can get separation, maybe be that two, three receiver, but he drops it a lot. So I think there's a lot of improvements. And when you're averaging 195 yard pass yards per game, which is bottom five in the NFL with the Texans and the Panthers and Sam Darnold, that is not going to get into playoffs. Even if you have the best uh, running game in the NFL. Plus, if you can't pass, you can't run. So it's at no, the no, exactly. And I think that's where the Browns um, like really excelled the year before, which they had like a top five offense, if I can't remember statistically. A play action play, but they're not even falling for that play. Like the play action does nothing because they have no separation. Even do the play action, Baker's running around and gets a two yard run. Well, they it, want they, defenses want them to defenses want them to pass, right? So. If they're if they run a play action, they're just gonna be like, okay, we're gonna still cover the run, and we are daring you to pass the ball. And no, no, try- exactly. And that's I think the run game at some games, people are saying, oh, you just got to run the ball with Chubb. But when you stack the box, because they the defenses realize, okay, they can't throw on us. We'll put everyone there. Not even Chubb, who's a top running back in the league with a great offensive line. If you have like eight people in the box, how are you gonna? There's nowhere to go. And also too, it's like if you take anybody out of the big the big risk of loading up the box is giving up big plays. 
The Browns don't have anybody who's going to make a big play outside of the running backs. So why do they care? If they give up a seven-yard gain in the pass game, who cares? That's better than giving up 40 yards on the ground, you know? So yeah. I'm optimistic, kind of but Browns but, have a good roster, but I think there's a lot of holes. And it's not just it's not just Baker. hundred percent. The only other letdown I have, we can breeze through it quick, but this was supposed to be the year of vaunted rookie quarterbacks and this season uh rookie quarterbacks didn't fare so well um davis mills might be the best rookie quarterback this year everyone will talk about mac jones but davis mills mac jones the other guys were horrible wilson lawrence fields they all had bad years i know they're 100 yeah like but it was supposed to be a pretty high-end qb draft i know some of the people weren't put in uh great positions but I think Lawrence, even if the terrible team in Jackson, they expect more from him. Yeah, and it's just it is what it is, and it's it's disappointing. But at the end of the day, I have that in letdowns. But realistically, there's not much more to go into. People can say what they want about Mac Jones. Mac Jones isn't exactly a superstar, so it is what it is. We'll move on to some surprises we had from this. Well, sorry, I'll say I'll, I'll quickly do kind of two little letdowns because I was very high in the Carolina Panthers. They oh. have a great defense, but I think. I expect them to challenge for a playoff spot and their offense, as we see the firing of Joe Brady, which we thought was going to be the next Sean McVay. Well, I thought it was going to be the next Sean McVay in the NFL fired him. They have no QB Sam Darnold. I think this is reiterates that he is no more than maybe a lower tier backup in the NFL. And I also, I think if I go back to the Colts, I think the loss to the Jaguars is probably one of the most embarrassing losses in their franchise history. Like, Colts should be a contender if, if they got in the playoffs. I would have picked them as a contender to make it far, or at least one around. But 100%. Can we also talk about that? Like the Panthers signed Sam Darnold to the fifth year extension before the season without even watching him play. Like yeah. he's horrible. He's Too bad, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I think they might regret not drafting a QB last year, but who knows? Because it looks like the QBs, I know it takes sometimes. Some quarterbacks a little while longer to excel in the NFL, but the first year doesn't look like Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, anyone like that are going to be elite, but who knows? They could um, have a great second year. Exactly. Yeah. And the Colts, obviously that was bad. And I think, I mean, I'm a little biased. I, I mean, I'm a Bills fan. I take it a little personally. You're a Bills fan? I don't know. Yeah. I, I take it a little personally. The Bills had zero pro bowl defenders as the number one defense and the Colts defense is just loaded with all these pro bowlers and they couldn't beat the Jags week 18 to get into the playoffs. And yeah. I, I kind of like to see it. I like to see it. Correct me if I'm wrong though. Like you, the bills just have a, they've always had just a well-rounded D do they, like other than Trey white, who I know got hurt early on. Do they actually have anyone that really stands out? Maybe Poyer, but it just seems like it's a cohesive unit that no one's like that pro bowl caliber. Just everyone is a solid player that they know the role on the defense. So we saw it this year. Trey White went down and got hurt and tore his ACL. The core of this defense isn't Trey White. It's Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. They're both superstars. Mm-hmm. If they get taken out of this defense, they aren't good. They make everything go. They design, they uh, disguise coverages. They make it hard for other teams to pass. Without them, the, the team doesn't work. And apparently they're not Pro Bowl players, but the defense is the best defense. Yeah, in the NFL. yeah. I think you can't wait too much on Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl is Pro Bowl is her the worst it could even be an all pro like there's people that get in the pro don't get in the pro bowl but are all pros so i'm i'm spiteful towards the course <laughs> i'm happy i'm happy they didn't make it just on happy they didn't make it okay 
Okay. But all right. Um, going to the surprises. Why don't you uh talk about one of your surprises uh really quick? My biggest surprise is the Titans without Derrick Henry were still really, really good at running the ball. And it didn't matter that they didn't have Derrick Henry and AJ Brown because they're just so good at situational football. The Titans are so good on third down offensively. They convert and like the eighth person, like the eighth highest percentage. They're so good at getting off the field defensively. They're the sixth best team in the NFL to get off the field. And they didn't have Henry. People said they were screwed. And they still ran the ball all over everybody. And they, they got the number one seed despite being injured with yeah. the big injuries. It's insane. Like you talk about Henry, and that's, of course, that's their core of the offense. They've used Deontay Foreman. They used Adrian Peterson. They used uh, Hilliard. Hilliard. Hilliard is a, I think we talked about last time. Like he was a practice player in the Browns. Foreman was in the NFL. Like, and they, Foreman had like back to back 100 yard games, which is incredible. Yeah. So, and, also, they missed Jones and Brown. Brown missed a couple of games. Jones was hurt all year. Tannehill didn't have a good year. So I honestly don't right. know how they're the number one seed. I think Mike Vrabel should be up for coach of the year. 100%. Because I don't know how this team is the number one seed. I have no idea. But then again, Henry comes back. That offense is completely different. 100%. And they're just so good at situational football. And the other thing, too, is just like, this team, everybody talks about the Ravens being ravaged with injuries, being all messed up. The Titans had the most games missed out of their starters all year. The Titans were hurt on defense, offense, all over, and they just kept winning games. And Ryan Tannehill was not good. So, no, that's I it baffles me to how they uh, were so good this year. But I think that has a lot to do with the coaching staff because individual performances, nothing stood out. 100%. Now, do you have any bigger surprises in the Titans? I'm sure you did. Um, well, I think it's pretty out the Raiders. I thought the Raiders are going to be god awful, and I, I think agree. talking to one of our friends that's a big Raiders fan without Derek Carr, this team's a bottom five team. So, Derek Carr, of course, he's not going to be MVP consideration because he won't. But like, I think if you're going to look for a most valuable player to a specific team, Derek Carr is right up there. There's no way this team should have made the playoffs. They've gone through the John Gruden drama, they've lost play, lost their first round pick rugs to. Uh, criminal activity he'll never probably he'll never play again in the nfl um they waller was hurt a lot of the year renfro kind of jumped into stardom guy looks like a top receiver in the league but their car gets all the credit for this team they've gone through so much and i'm happy for the raiders i'm hopping on the raider bangway i think they deserve it for all the stuff they've gone through so and Derek Carr, i think he's a great leader it's hard not to root for the guy yeah and it's I, whenever I have, I have the Raiders just like written down for like the playoff primer. It's like, they're really not good at anything and they just win games. So I don't know how they do it, but they do it somehow, some way. And they're really good in one score football games. So good for the Raiders. They, they, they got over a lot this year and they made the playoffs and everybody counted them out. So that's, I agree with that. I'll say one other surprise. I'm not going to talk about this team. The Houston Texans, I literally thought they wouldn't win a game this year. Yeah. Four wins. And they're start. I know David Culley was kind of a surprise hiring. He was some random coach on the Ravens. And they're thinking about firing him. I don't know how you can fire a guy who inspired a team that should not have won to four wins over beat the Chargers, beat the Titans. Their offense ranked 32nd. Their defense ranked 30th in yards per game. And they still won four games. So I don't know how. There has to be – I don't know how you can – consider firing coach that somehow inspired this team who had other than Brandon cooks had no one of any offensive ability on that team. 
I think they just brought in Cully to fire him. I think they just brought in a nobody to just be like, yeah, we're done with this guy. He's he served our tank year. Yeah, but like he got four wins with a team that he got is the worst team in the NFL. I honestly, if you gave me 10 players, I know most players in the NFL, I probably can't even name 10 players in the Texas team. I'd be I'd be strapping hard, but I do know Davis Mills. That Davis Mills That's their boy now. Yeah, the man going forward. Yeah, other than that, a couple little surprises, but we won't. You don't need to go too far in depth. The Dallas Cowboys defense was really good this year, which I didn't see coming. Good on Dan Quinn to turn that around, and Micah Parsons is probably one of the top five best defensive players in the NFL as a rookie, which yeah. is pretty crazy. That I think that doing that, Dan Quinn's getting another head coaching job. Probably could be this year. But I don't know. For Dan Quinn, he's so good as a defensive coordinator. He did the head coach thing. Like, do you not just want to hang around for a couple of years and be good at something? He might, but I think if someone gets hired as a head coach, I don't think you turn that down. <laughs> I guess so. And then I have the Bengals, but we'll go into the Bengals more in depth whenever we go to the playoff stuff. Yeah. So right. with that segue, we can go right to the, we'll start with the AFC first. And the first game I have is the Raiders at Bengals, which is the 4-30 line up perfectly. 4-30 game on the Saturday. Right now, the Bengals are favored at favored at six points. Um, so I'll first kind of break down. Um, I think the Bengals are a great team. I think they're going to be good in the future with that. Um, Joe Burrow is going to be an elite quarterback. You got uh, Chase, Boyd, and Higgins. However, I'm going to take the Raiders' money line for this. I think they'll Ooh. beat the Bengals. Um, I think they're on a crazy hot streak. I'm rolling with Derek Carr. Um, they've won so many meaningful games uh, down the road for the Chargers and they beat the Colts. I know the Bengals beat uh, the Chiefs two weeks ago, which kind of knocked the Browns out, which I was kind of spiteful for about. But I know a lot of quarterbacks struggle in their kind of first playoff game. I know Derek Carr hasn't been too much playoff experience, but he is a veteran. I th- I'm going to say right now, I think Joe Burrow is going to struggle. His first game, I think Max Crosby is going to cause a lot of havoc. Nagaku is. I don't think their offense is fine. I think it's improved a lot, but I still see some holes in there. So I'm taking Raiders money line for this one. Okay. I have a, I have a, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go with Vegas to cover. I'm not comfortable them to win because I don't know, even though they played really well all year, I'm still not confident in the Raiders, but I'm also not confident in the Bengals. The, I, I looked at some stuff before the game, like before we got on here, like, the Cincinnati Bengals are so dependent on big plays. Mm-hmm. They on offense, they don't convert third downs. Well, they, all their receivers average like over 15 yards a catch. If this team isn't getting big plays, their offense isn't good, but the problem is they get these big plays. So it's, how do you reduce that? Another thing about this Bengals team, Joe Burrow is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL this year. Their mm-hmm. offensive line's not good. They're totally dependent. They give up negative plays and they get big yeah. plays. And you got two guys, Max Crosby. I know he doesn't get the sacks, but he is going to come at that team. And Nagaku, it's going to, it could be a tough day for Joe Burrow if he's on. My big keys for Vegas are just keep the play in front of you. Don't give up that 60 yard catch to chase. Just give up, like let the, let the Bengals come down the field slowly, make them take what you give them and try to force those negative plays. Cause yeah, Max Crosby and, and Gakwe are probably going to get theirs a little bit. And then Derek Carr, for the love of God, just do what you're doing and don't turn over the ball. Cause I think the Raiders are going to have a hard time just in general in this game, controlling the offense and giving them extra possessions is hard. And then I also put for Cincinnati, 
they realistically just get big plays and they're best when Joe Mixon is going. When Joe Mixon gets going early, it opens up the pass game. And I, I think the Bengals are going to win, but I think the Raiders are going to cover the six points. Is Darren Waller back this week? He is. He was back last week too. Okay, but he's probably – okay. So I think that's also a big ad, having him and Renfro. That's two kind of offensive options now. Yeah, I think it's real. Waller's been, I know he's been hurt. Waller's disappointed this year. I think he came in like you thought he'd be like the third uh, tight end. He's been really bad. Yeah, and then I, I think this game realistically just comes down to can you limit Cincinnati's big plays? And if the Raiders can do that, they're better in one-score games than the Bengals are. So yeah. it'll be fun to watch. I'm going to say right now, Max Crosby, that is why the Raiders are going to win this game. Okay, I like it. I got it marked down here. So we got Jordan on the money line, and I got plus six. So we'll, we'll All right. see. We're so both move to the next. Move to the next one. Uh, Kirk is very close to this one. Pats at Buffalo. Bills are currently favored at minus four. Um, why don't you start off first this time, kind of breaking it down, and then I'll add anything after. Okay. So for me, this game matters a lot, even though like even though people be like, oh, the Bills are a lot better than the Patriots. They are a lot better than the Patriots, but you never know. It's one game in football, and the Patriots fans are riding this line that, oh, the division doesn't matter anymore. It's only about the playoffs, even though three weeks ago when they were in the lead in the division, it was only about the division. The playoffs didn't matter. So it's – anyways, long story short, the Bills, the key to this game for the Bills to win, they didn't unleash it all year. They saved it for the last few weeks to get guaranteed wins. It's Josh Allen's legs. He is going to run and run and run and run. And the New England Patriots have the worst rush defense in the NFL the last four weeks. And I just see the Bills just totally letting Josh run freely and just uncorking everything that they haven't let him do all year. And other than that, they just, it's really straightforward. They need to run with Allen and they need to stop the run. If they can stop New England from running, Mac Jones has to play and Mac Jones is not a good quarterback. So, <laughs> It, it that's all it comes down to is can the bills can can the new england stop josh allen's legs and can buffalo stop new england's rushing attack which the last few weeks they've showed they're not going to vary away from it even when it's not working they're going to keep running the ball so you guys think you'll be able to stop them what was the game five six weeks ago when they ran it 98 percent of the time they scored 13 points that, that's like, like if, if they, if we can't beat a team that scores 13 points then we don't deserve to win. So um, they take a, they take a lot of time off the clock too, with those runs. Yeah. So it's like, realistically just force Mac Jones to throw yeah. passes. Then you <laughs> stack the box and make him beat you. Yeah. I, I, I you're going to beat my Mac Jones for 350 yards, three touchdowns. I think you got to accept that because that's yeah. the game plan. But if you get beat by them running for 250 yards, that'll be tough for you. Yeah. And that's the thing. And they're going to do that. And they're going to make Mac Jones. I think they're going to make Mac Jones throw. And I think that this game, Josh Allen's probably going to run for over a hundred yards and he's okay. going to pass go. probably 250. It's out of the week, Josh Allen over a hundred yards. And, and Bill Bell and Bill Belichick in the three games, since Josh has really been cooking, the only thing or this last two years since Josh, the only thing that can stop him is a hurricane. Bill Belichick has been horrific at calling defense against Josh Allen the last two years so are you taking bills to cover then you think they'll beat them by more than four yeah i have the bills by i have the bills to cover this one yeah i will say i I totally agree with you i I have the bills to cover too um 
But I think the one team, I think any other team other than the Chiefs, the Bills would steamroll in the playoffs. I think this is Josh Allen's year. I think the Patriots, I think it's going to be a very close game because I think this is the one team you can't overlook simply because of Bill Belichick and it's the Patriots. I think whoever overlooks this team is dumb. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying the most talented team, but less talented teams have won in the playoffs. And wow. you have Bill Belichick. So you've been hurt by him so many times. So I think this will be a tough game. There's so many, it's not even about football at this point. It's all about emotions for me. And this, if the bill, it's, I just want them to win so bad. And the other thing too, is the bills have played this. They played each other three times in the last six weeks. I mean, what's really hidden at this point, who's got what back? Cause we've used it all at this point. Yeah. So. Cool. So we're on the same there, I think the Bills will win that game. We'll go to the third game. The oh. I believe this is the Sunday nighter. Yeah. Uh, Sunday nighter. Steelers at the Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 12 and a half points right now. Um, I'm not going to say much about it. I think it's Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. I don't think um, – I think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Once again, I think they'll steamroll the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers should have been there. They got lucky because the AFC sucks. They got done. <laughs> Uh, their deed's amazing. TJ Watt should win defensive player of the year. I think the last game solidified it, but I don't eat the Chiefs. D's playing pretty well, a lot better, way better than it was beginning of the year. So I think a team that already struggles to put up points will not put up any points. And I think the Chiefs can win by 15 points and this could be over by halftime. I, I agree, but we have to put a fun note in here for everybody. All year I told Jordan boys that, the cheat or the Steelers were gonna make the playoffs, and it took until the. Last I never, okay, I never disputed they would make the playoffs. I said they aren't good, and I'm not backing away from that because I don't think they're good. Mike Tomlin's a they great coach. They aren't they good, and the Browns didn't, and they made it. Yeah, but the Browns aren't good either. So, <laughs> <laughs> but either way, it was a funny thing. I just it just happened to come together whenever Jacksonville. I thought they were done, and then Jacksonville was winning, and I was like, uh oh, Jordan boys did not think this team could do it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Anyways, with this game, yeah, I don't probably have points, a lot of points for a freaking playoff game. Like, that's yeah. a lot of points. But I think Kansas City is going to cover it. So I have Kansas City to cover. And the, realistically, the keys to this game for Kansas City are just do what you did to them last time. And the, the only way, the only way Pittsburgh is in this game at all, there's a formula. It has to do it exactly right. Najee Harris needs to keep Patrick Mahomes on the bench. And TJ Watt and that defense need to force a couple turnovers. They do. And like you see, like when the Chiefs played uh, the Bucks last year in the Super Bowl, Mahomes struggled one game all year, and that was that game, and they created pressure. I know That's their right. offensive line is a little bit improved, but you have arguably one of the besties in the league coming at you. And TJ Watt needs to have one of those games when he has three and a half sacks or like five, six pressures. Yeah. For, and if, if have a chance, which I don't think it will, but. You know what? I just talked myself into the Steelers to cover 12 and a half points. I'm going to change it up. <laughs> I think this one's going to be close. You know, that changed my mind just like yeah, that. So far, next, why don't you keep track, Kirk? We'll keep, uh, we'll have a little wager, me and you, to see who yeah. does best this week. You have the Chiefs to cover then? I got Chiefs to cover, yeah. Okay. Because I don't know. Now I'm thinking about it, and I think Tomlin's going to come out and keep this thing close. Well, you, can have, you can have Raiders to cover for me too. I pick money line, but. Yeah, we'll just do cover. It's easier that yeah. way. Let's yeah. go. We're on, the, we're on the same page for two, but this is the first one that splits us. Yeah. No, you didn't. Did you have the Raiders cover? Yeah, I have the Raiders covering too. Okay. So, okay. 
So move on to the NFC. We're going to go from one elite quarterback to the next is the Eagles at Bucks. The Bucks are currently favored by eight and a half points. Um, nothing against the Eagles. I think they had a great year. I think Amazing. Nick Sirianni should be in consideration for coach of the year. I didn't see them making the playoffs, but I think um, this game, I it could be close, but I don't see it. I think it'll be more than a 10 point game. I think Brady's going to come out oiling. I think, I don't know. He could, I don't, I know it's still between him and Rogers for MVP, but he's had another great year. He's just getting better with age. And I think like, I always bring it back to young quarterbacks struggle in their first playoff game. I think hurts a quarterback that has had um, some great moments this year, but has also had some lows. I think we'll struggle again, like Joe Burrow. And I think the experienced bucks team will eat them alive and I'm going to take them to cover that eight and a half points. I, I agree. Cause it's Brady and he's hurt me so many times. And this matchup is bad for the Eagles. Out of all the teams they could have got in the NFC. Yeah, 100%. I would. I don't see any other really elite teams other than I think the Bucks. The Eagles. The Eagles have an identity, and they've had an identity all year since about week four. Whenever people were really ripping it, they just run the ball. They have the number one rushing offense in the NFL. It doesn't matter who's back there. They run it. They run it. They run it. And the Bucks are really good at stopping the run. They have a very athletic base and great linebackers too that are going to maybe limit Hurts as well. Yeah, like V, and then Vita Vea is like the best run stopper in the league. He's coming yeah. in healthy. There, it's really going to be tough for the for the Eagles to do what they want to do. And Brady's going to score points. It's the yeah. number one, so the number one passing offense in the NFL. I'm sure they're going to pass just fine. Yeah. And I think what was the spread on this one again? In half this morning. And for people following this, it's Tuesday, so the spreads may change, but right now it is eight and a half. Okay, I got I got Tampa Bay to cover that. I just don't I the mat if there was a different matchup, I would probably be more heavily on the Eagles. But in this case, Hertz is again, Hertz, you said is a young quarterback. He's not going to do anything amazing. And he's probably gonna turn over the ball a couple times himself. Mm-hmm. So I don't see this. So I got Bucks cover and you have I buffed cover too, yeah. So we're we're really split on this Pittsburgh game, but I'm 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 riding the Steelers again, baby. I'm riding them again against you. So I'll see what we have for the next game. This game might be a little more. I think this will be the best game of the week, in my opinion. It is the 49ers at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are currently favored at three points. Kirk, who do you have? And give us a little breakdown. Man, this game is hard to pick because I like Dallas. They're off. Their defense is very consistent. They're not the best defense. Their offense is number one in the NFL, but they're super duper streaky. Some weeks they look amazing. And some weeks they look horrible. Yeah, I know. I don't really know how to feel about them. And all I know is that Niners have a good D too. Yeah, the Niners have a good defense. They're going to force pressure. But I think the Niners are just, they have Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he, so, he's starting for sure? Because yeah, I thought there was something about Trey Lance. Let's see. I'm I'm 99 sure. I'm pretty sure Jimmy G's a go because he played last week. He played he did last, last week, yeah, like a must-win game. Yeah, so Jimmy G's going, and I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo at all. I don't trust Dak either, but I trust him more than Jimmy. And the 49ers are so Debo dependent. I think that Dan Quinn can scheme to take away one guy. Um, I'm going to say that the Cowboys are going to cover this, and. I don't like the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. I want to put that out there. I think they're going to win. I don't like them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I agree. I was I was high in the Cowboys. I think they have a lethal offense. Their D's um, 
improved too. They got Trayvon Diggs, absolute playmaker. I think he's got 12, what, 11 interceptions, 12 interceptions. Yeah. But I will go against you. I am picking the 49ers to cover as well as to win. They have the fifth-ranked defense in total yards and actually the eighth-ranked offense in total yards. So I don't think if Jimmy G doesn't really throw the ball that much and creates little slants and little checkdowns, I think they'll be good. The guy who is the difference maker, as everyone has seen, is Debo Samuel. The guy can have 100 yards rushing, 100 yards receiving. He is one of the most dynamic players in the league. If Is there a is there a, a word for most improved player? There isn't it, is it? No, there's comeback player. I don't think there's player. So it's not, but it, like, like the NBA, if there's most improved player, it would be Debo Samuel. The guy came out of nowhere, I think, in fantasy drafts, probably in the seventh, eighth round, something like that. But I think the Niners are going to win this. Um, Shanahan is a very innovative coach. And I think, unfortunately, the Cowboys will have another disappointment after this year, after the Niners run all over their defense. I just like what Shanahan did this year with Debo, where he's just like, Jimmy G can't throw him the ball very well, so we're just going to start handing it off to him because Jimmy G can't get it to him in the air. Yeah, but like also, like how can you prepare as a defense? There's some games that he will literally have two receptions, but like eight carries. And other yeah. games, he may touch the ball in the backfield like once, but have like 10 receptions. It's basically Shanahan saying like, we know we're a little deficient here, but I'm going to get my best player the ball somehow, yeah. and you can't stop it. And Ayuk's played better lately. I know he's disappointed oh. to be in here. He, he's improved 100%. a lot. 100%. And the only thing is, like, the Cowboys is just, like, they can run, they can pass. Yeah, they they're good. Pass no, they're, they're a good team. I like them. I think the Cowboys could win, but I think the Niners are a good team as well. So I agree. And I think this game's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a good game. And I'm purely picking the Cowboys because I think they're good enough to win one round. But next round, I don't really care who they play as long as they don't play like the Eagles. I think I'm going to pick them to lose 100%. <laughs> Perfect. So we will go to the last game, the Cardinals at the Rams. Uh, Rams are currently favored at four points. Who do you have in this game, Kirk? And uh, do you think it'll be – seems like it'll be a tight matchup looking on the outside. Do you agree with that? Yes. And I also want to say – these are my two least favorite teams in the NFL because I just don't understand them. I think they're both wildly inconsistent. I don't like Cliff Kingsbury. I never have and never will. And Matt Stafford has some awesome games. And then he has some of the worst games you'll ever watch in your whole life. Well, he's struggled. Like lately, he has struggled so much. He has two interceptions in his last three games. I don't want to cough, cough, say the OBJ effect. But there is some correlate. I'm joking. OBJ has been very good on that team. So I think this is people are trying to make something more than it is. But he has struggled. He has struggled lately. I just, I don't know this. Like the Rams have found something with Sony Michelle, which is good. Sony Michelle is a good running back. He's helping them a lot. Yeah, Akers back too. Yeah. Like in Akers, but I I don't know if Akers can run a ton. I honestly don't think they should give them. Like the guys looks like the fairly played. Like Torres ACL, like just give them maybe one or two carries per game yeah it sounds so bad but i wrote down here is my things it's like what i wrote for rams is just better team good stafford or bad stafford question mark and it's i I think the ram see i was gonna put them as one of my disappointments for the year because i think going into the year this team has no draft picks for the next what four years Mm -hmm. and this is the product you put in the field i think they're a good team but for investing all this in the future you have to be a great team and a Super Bowl contender and I don't think they've shown that this year yeah and it's for me too like I'm, I'm trying to pick this game 
And like, it's really easy. Sometimes you just pick the guys who have been there before the, the Rams hundred percent. I think they've been there before, but Stafford's played like two playoff games. Like hundred percent veteran quarterbacks. You look at like Josh Allen, his first couple, I'm pretty sure he struggled in his first, uh, playoff game that's why it's hard to pick young part lamar jackson has i know i'm not gonna talk i don't think lamar's amazing quarterback but he is he is people that say he's not a good quarterback are kind of delusional but he struggled in his first game um only guy who didn't struggle in his first game was baker yeah (laughs) yeah and then i have for arizona here i just put i just put in i wrote this down kyler murray good cliff kingsbury really bad Is this Kyler's first playoff game? It is his first playoff game. So I put, I'm going to pick against Cliff Kingsbury because I think he's really bad. So I'm going to take the Rams. That's, and that's the logic behind it. That's the Rams to cover. Yep. Rams to cover four. That's what I have at the Rams to cover two. And I think also I just want Stafford to win. I think Stafford is a really good quarterback. He has struggled a little bit getting up there in age, but I think everyone suffered all those years in Detroit. I think, sorry, another cool stat. Stafford actually has both Calvin Johnson and Cooper Cup have the two most, uh, the best receiving yards, sorry, most receiving yards in a single season. And Stafford was a quarterback for both. Both of them. Matthew Stafford. He likes his guys. He likes his guys a lot. Cooper Cup will be hard to stop, though. The guy is incredible. He's going to be awesome. And I think that realistically, also, like with the the Cardinals are just going to be completely and totally dependent on Kyler Murray to do everything. Yeah. On offense. Like, yes, James Conner had a great season. Whoop de doo. Good luck in the playoffs. Like, I don't, I don't trust James Conner. I don't mm-hmm. trust AJ, a hundred year old AJ Green and Christian Kirk to go yeah. out there and like Yeah, don't know. Hopkins is out. I think yeah. this, he might be there if they make it to the division. I think if they win two rounds, he might be there. But yeah. I'm not sure. But then it's also just like Matt Stafford can be really bad. So, he is. yeah. But that's the one thing I think the Rams could be a one and done, or they could make who knows? They made the Super Bowl. They have the talent on that team. A team on paper is a very good team. But as we see, I go back to Cleveland Browns, not always on paper does that translate to actual wins and success. 100%. And that's really it. And that's like, so you, you also have the Rams. I have the Rams to cover too. Yeah. We're, we're riding together on this one, but I want it to be known. I think Cliff Kingsbury sucks. I'll go to the I'll go to my grave that Cliff Kingsbury sucks. So that's why I'm picking against them. All right. Perfect. Uh, You have our predictions. Uh next week we're gonna have we'll have another episode that breaks down who want who how our picks uh did and we'll predict the next round as well. Is there anything you want to add before we kind of log off for the day, Kirk? If the Bills don't win, I'm gonna be very angry next week. So It'll be it'll be an interesting one, but if they do win, don't be surprised if I pick them to win the Super Bowl. It's so. <laughs> not shown at all. Not yeah. All. So other than that, no other than that's really everything. Awesome week eighteen. I didn't expect the what one o'clock slate was supposed to suck, and it was probably some of the most entertaining football I've watched all year. And you know what? Maybe next week we'll go to nineteen weeks, and we'll just keep on expand, expanding the season, <laughs> destroying their bodies. That's right. <laughs> So everyone enjoy uh, the weekend of football. It's one of the most uh, great, great weekends of sports, in my opinion, especially since they've only have one buy and they've added an extra team. Uh, so really enjoy it. And we'll be back next week. And thanks to everyone for listening. Take care. Bye.